All right, we've got a great episode of Side Retired coming at you guys today. We are finally blending the gap between the Georgetown baseball and Side Retired. So, Nico, let's hit the intro music and get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired. It's Dylan Campion joined alongside Nico Fernandez as always. And Nico, you're as pumped as I am for this episode. So if you want to introduce our guest and tell everyone who we have on with us today. Yeah, I didn't think that the person that I would talk to the most about Miami would be from Georgetown, but we have Georgetown baseball player Joe Stella. How you doing, bro? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I love it. I think this is actually the first Georgetown baseball player we've had on the podcast. So congrats on finally breaking the barrier for us. Yeah. and excited to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we're going to break this episode pretty much for our listeners in two parts. We're going to first talk about Joe's journey as a college baseball player is transferred. He's also now here on the hilltop with us. And then as an avid Mets fan, we're going to get a little, little into the 2024 Mets, some fun stuff on that front. But basically, for our audience who might not know who you are, if you wanted to sort of give a brief synopsis as to your baseball journey, where you're from, where you've played, and where you are now. Well, my baseball journey is long, let me tell you. It's a lot of places, a lot of different things. So uh, let's start. I'm from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's about like 10 minutes out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, sort of like where the office, the TV show is. And then uh, I committed to Maine out of my junior year out of uh, high school. I got a scholarship play at Maine uh first year was COVID sadly and then the second so I was the opening day starting base in my first one year or my first year but then uh injuries and stuff happened and then uh after that I uh I decided to transfer down to South Florida be closer to Nico obviously Yes, sir. Uh, you know how you know how Miami is. It's the it's the best place ever with stuff going on. So uh, after I played, uh, I played summer ball down there too. Going into my um, going into my freshman year, I mean, I knew a bunch of guys down there. So that was sort of what steered my decision to uh, to Barry University. Working out with awesome guys like Nick Soto and uh, Ricardo Sosa down there, who are pretty big names in the baseball world. Um, had two great years at Barry. Had a lot of fun. Played really well, and then uh, I had I tra- or I um, graduated from Barry, and then I had a grad transfer with two years of eligibility left. Uh, I played in the Cape Cod this summer, and um, which was an awesome experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, schools, and uh, I ended up on Georgetown. Um, Coach T and the staff they were awesome. They were. It might have been the only school actually that called me with all the coaches. <laughs> all the coaches reached out to me, and uh, Coach Capen came to see me in the Cape. I thought that was a big thing for me, and um, I connected a really good bond with them, which I loved. And now I'm here at Georgetown, which I love so far. So, we like to see, man. Georgetown does it right with the recruiting, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Every coach talking to you, but I love the fact that you went to Barry because. One of the things I think people have like common misconceptions of is D1 or nothing. And -hmm. I think that like even like me in high school, like I thought that. And then especially like now, like as I've matured and I've seen a lot of my friends and guys that I know play baseball. If you could just like elaborate on like 
D2, especially at like Barry, where you're playing teams like UT, Nova, like it's just as good as a lot of D1 schools. Can you go into like how be that misconception of the difference? D1, D2, D3, NAIA, JUCO. And uh, I honestly, I remember I told my dad this after I was like midway through uh, my second year or my first year at Barry, and I was like, yeah, there's no difference between any, like, even playing summer ball, like, you play guys all those levels, too. And there's really not that much of a difference besides, yeah, this team might have a couple more Penn guys. But, like, every starter you get in the um, Sunshine State Conference, which or the conference Barry was in, there's no, like, I, let's put it this when I went to the Cape, I wasn't, like, a step behind from playing in the D2 conference. Like, I didn't feel overpowered. I did really well there. And I uh, was black. So um, at Maine, Barry, I mean, there's really no, and even at Georgetown, there's really no separation between the starters and the position players. It's more like, oh, yeah, they have a couple more pen guys here, a little more depth. So, yeah, I didn't really see a difference, which was, which was a cool experience. I love that. And then sort of following that same line, what would you have as advice for maybe there's a high school junior or high school senior that's listening to the podcast right now and, has the option maybe go to a D1 or go to a D2 or a D3. If he's weighing all these different decisions, what would you advise him to do? Uh, my advice would totally be don't rush the process. Do not rush. Because, you, you know, you get that first offer, you get a little, you get a little excited. You're like, oh, you want to, you want to post that? You want to post that on the IG and uh, <laughs> tell all your friends, oh, look, I just committed to this place. But then down the road, if you don't have that connection with the coaches or like, well or if you do poorly i mean if you have that connection and like that trust in your coach that no matter how you do like you're gonna you're gonna be better after baseball no matter what happens if it's if you get drafted or life after baseball so i'd say don't rush your options and uh really i would definitely see the campus too definitely see the campus and uh really build that connection with your coach and staff and you know even I remember when I was at Maine or when I was in the portal out of Maine, I was texting guys from Barry on previous years. And I was like, Hey, like, I know like this is a little weird, but like I looked up the roster and I mean, they don't care. They're, I mean, it's a baseball community. You know what I mean? Like baseball community. And um, some guys were like, Oh, I loved it here. Some guys were like, Oh, not like here. There's some bad things, but after you get some guys from the team's insight, after you see the campus, I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess going off of that, visiting the campus, what did you think of Georgetown when you first walked <laughs> on? So I was actually at the Cape when um, when that happened. I already met Coach Capen, and uh, they had an itinerary for me. I was like, yeah, I want to take a visit before anything else happens, before offers and this stuff uh, start coming along. So. Um, so I met him, which was awesome in the Cape. And then when he picked me up, I was just driving around DC and I was like, wow, I love it. Like, I love being in the city, obviously like Maine, like I obviously love Maine still. Like I have a bunch of good friends there, but like, it wasn't like Miami or DC where you have like, you have that city and you have your school, which is awesome. I love that experience. Um, but, uh, he picked me up. Uh, I toured the facilities. I mean, it was beautiful. I was like, wow, Georgetown, like, you know, the prestigious name of Georgetown, which is awesome. And then uh, 
met all the coaches, um, saw the facilities, and uh, had a great day. I mean, saw M Street. I think M Street, M Street might have, M Clyde's <laughs> on M Street might have been the deal breaker there. Honestly, Ooh. yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good, uh, it was a good recruiting visit, which I loved. I love that. And then Nico's been obviously now for a year on the podcast has been telling me about the two greatest cities in the world being Miami and DC. And he loves his time in both of them. But now we're going to have you pick you to live in one of the two Miami or DC. And we're going to exclude the whole baseball factor, but you have to pick your favorite city of the two. You know what you want to pick. We're not going to go Barry versus Georgetown. We're going Miami versus okay. DC. I got I gotta go with the 305. I mean, Come yeah. on, it's not even close. <laughs> it's, the, it's a cult it's the culture. It's it's the beach. it's the you know, the if DC had a beach, then 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 maybe Okay. Valid. Valid. The beach. I mean, there's there's everything to do. I mean, there's everything to do here too, but there's everything to do in Miami. Like I think the big thing down there is like the training and stuff like that. I I love going back down there to train with those guys, be around those guys, see what they do on a day in day out basis is awesome. And Nico, you know, from being around the Miami community, it's, it's an awesome place. Dylan, you got to get down there for sure. You got to get down there. I'm telling him. <laughs> That's actually perfect. Cause one of the things that, again, I think that I love about Miami just from a baseball perspective is that there's a huge like congregation of just guys who are playing baseball, like after high school, there's a lot of guys in college and even in the pros. What was it like? Again, you went to Barry and you started like training with a lot of guys that were your, like your peers that, are, and you're able to learn from how was that process again working with Soto, working with Sosa? Oh my gosh, I almost forgot his name. And I know I literally follow him on Instagram. Yeah. What was the process of like learning from a lot of guys again and just a different philosophy from going to like Pennsylvania, Maine, and Miami? Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, from PA to Maine to Miami, it was like a huge, I mean, from Maine to Miami, it's like the biggest, it's like top to the bottom. I mean, yeah. Like, but no, like the, uh, there's a lot of more, there's a lot more, I wouldn't say, yeah, there's a lot more dedication down there. I'd say like, I, I remember going into to Soto or Sosa's one day and it's like, I remember I didn't have class. I hit early in the morning and I was like, there's high schoolers here training. It's 11 AM. Shouldn't they be in school? And then they're like, <laughs> Oh, these kids are homeschool. That's, I think it's just like a different culture down in Miami where like baseball, baseball is like the big thing. And like school is like, yeah, there's there's a bunch of good high schools down there with baseball too, but a lot of more kids they do uh a lot more kids they do online school too and train. And that's like their big part because I mean they want to get to the goal of being a major leaguer one day and seeing these guys that they work out with like Miggy, Jazz, all the dudes down there, which is awesome. So the training down there is for sure the top of the top, I would say, between those two guys. I love it. And one of the names that you've trained with in the past that our loyal listeners probably know is Jaden Melendez. So if you have a fun story or how do you know Jaden and anything you want to tell our audience, because they saw the polished, polite version of him on the show a couple of weeks ago, but obviously you've gotten to know him a little bit more. Well, than... I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I know I, I would train with MJ more this off season. J, oh, okay. Yeah. J, Jaden would pop in here and there. I didn't really talk to him that I, I talked to him a little bit, but nothing. Uh, I know him too well. I'd say the guy I know more down there is uh Sal Stewart. Who's a, top prospect for the reds yeah um yeah so what do you think of sal i, I actually weirdly enough so his dad like my i went and played basketball when i was younger and the first basketball camp i ever went to was his dad's yeah <laughs> i love sal he, he's an awesome dude he's a hard worker i think 
I think he's going to get get the call soon. The years, I mean, he's he's one of the hardest. Work. Like the first time I saw him, I was like, "There's no way this kid's still in high school." Like, what is he like six three? He he li- he lifts with a guy who's four four years older than him, like lifting weight. He's a great ball player, and he's very knowledgeable about the game too. I mean, one of his really good friends who he's known his whole life is Manny Machado. I mean, you can't beat that. So, <laughs> I mean. The first time I met Sal, we were me and him were hitting together. He's like, oh, I just got a, it's got a FaceTime from Manny, and I'm like, <laughs> Manny, Manny, he's like, oh, Manny Machado. I'm like, this kid, this kid's legit. So, yeah, he he's an awesome kid. I mean, he, me and him would hit together. He'd, I'd be listening, I'd be listening to him because do the first rounder, and I mean, all the knowledge you can get is better for the game. I mean, he helped me a lot, which was he's an awesome dude. So. I yeah, him. I mean, the kid, the kid rakes. I faced yeah. him in high school. Like, he was a junior my senior year. Yeah. It's 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 barrel. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was I, there sitting in center field, and I would just watch, like, him. And, like, the fact that, like, no matter what, like, I've never seen a guy get pitched around two more in high school. Baseball. <laughs> oh, I just, wanted, yeah, keep going. No, so I was just like, bro, I'd be like, I've never seen this. Like, bro, challenge him. Because I'm also used to, like, my brother – my brother's a year older than me. Like I'm used to him just no matter not pitching around people. I'm like, bro, just attack him. Yeah. And, and like one time they left like a fastball over the plate because it was like 2-0 and he hits a key off the wall. It was like <laughs> four degree launching. I just went Foom! just right <laughs> off. I'm like, ah, okay, makes sense. He just hit a 360 on line. So like, yeah. that's what we're gonna one of my uh, one of my former teammates, I don't know if you know him, Steven Torres. He played up there with me. Uh, his brother was playing. His brother plays at UM right now. He's a third baseman there, Jason. Uh, oh, his brother. He makes too. Yeah, he does. Right. He, he he's another one of those guys. He he won like uh, I played actually summer ball with him this year. He uh he won like the MLB All Star game like under whatever their thing like MVP. Yeah. Or <laughs> like a home or a double like almost it for the cycle. Whatever, right? Just <laughs> not pretty good. Not, not, yeah, like pretty good. Not, not like yeah. But uh, they were playing Sal's team. I was like, Sal, I'm coming to your game. Like, better show me something here. Like, probably like 25 scouts in the stands against like at the game is at UM too. So like for these high schoolers, I mean, if I had played at like a big stadium, I was like, <laughs> oh, like, I gotta. Like I was a little nervous. You know what I mean? So two top high school teams in Miami going at each other. Sal goes three for three, double off the wall, another double, <laughs> double off the wall, left center, double off the wall, right center, and a single up the middle. I was like, I texted that. That was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. But obviously you also have a couple of really talented teammates here at Georgetown. Just talk to us so far, because I know we're only a couple of weeks into the Georgetown baseball experience so far here in the spring semester, but – What's the culture been like? Have you been enjoying the team, and how's it like being a Georgetown Hoya? Oh, the culture's awesome. I mean, I th- I think the team really bonds together uh, really well. Uh, we have a lot of good guys on the team, uh, a lot of hard workers, which I like. Uh, guys hitting on off days, guys hitting before, guys hitting after practice. I mean, I think that's the key for uh, for college baseball, just being like dedicated and not taking things for granted. I mean, I know we have all these things playing at Georgetown and stuff, but like you also have to put in the work, so you can't. Like, even guys, like, they say, like, oh, he goes to LSU, like, he has everything in the whole world, but, like, you still have to put in the work at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So, I think that's what we're really good at. Uh, our coaches are really good. I love Coach T's quotes before practice. You see him. 
that, that I mean, I know it sounds funny, but those, those quotes for the week, they're 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 good, and I think guys like really buy into them and are like are trying to expand their mind more than just uh, to like focus each pitch, focus each day, and get one percent better each day. That's that's my motto: get one percent better each day. And that you add those up over time, I mean, that's what I think our team's really good at, and I think we'd have a successful season. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that one of the things, especially being here since like my freshman year is like seeing the team grow. And again, I also have like Dylan helping me. I'm, I'm doing everything. It's like through the eyes of Dylan explaining yeah. it to me as well. And it seems like, again, you guys are going to really surprise a lot of people this year. You guys have the talent. It's like everything's kind of built up to this pinnacle. You guys have a, a very tough schedule. It's not because it's like, Oh, we just want to get named. It's because you guys think you can go out there and compete. What would you say is like the, I don't want you to compare to like your other places. I don't want you to put anyone down, but this group of guys, like how talented from, again, from other places you play, you play at the Cape, how do they match up? Oh, that I don't, I don't see any difference between anyone else. I think we like, that was another big reason why I came here. Well, one, you look at coach G's track record. He's that's another thing. My dad was big on that coming out of, uh, coming out of transfer portal. He's, he basically won everywhere he went, like no matter where it was. He he's he's brought teams from the bottom to the top, so that's big. And then I saw got I saw I played against Owen Carpalotti this summer, Jake Hyde, and I think that's it from Georgetown. But I saw Eze was at the Cape for a while, Everett. So and then we have a bunch of other guys going to the Cape this summer. So I think like even when they're there, like there's no difference between it's just here and there. and like all, all those different like california so i think um that's the big difference from uh being like getting looked at a lot and getting looked at like oh like this kid goes he doesn't go to like a power five georgetown but i think i think we're going to surprise a lot of people this year no, I like it. It's always the fun because this is the first Georgetown guy that we've had on that like I sort of see behind the curtain a little bit being at the games and at the practices every day. But getting the players perspective is always fun. because I think we got a we got a pretty good group. And I know we've yeah. got a big I mean, you're at the practices. I think I think our te- <laughs> I, I would put our team up with anybody. I really would. I mean, we were Trevant was even saying that today. Like we were talking about Paul Skeens because his, bro- his brother, Tamar Johnson, who's also on the Pirates. I mean, Paul Skeens got uh I think non-invite rosters to spring training or something like that. Yeah. We're talking about Paul Steen and Trevon's like, guys, you guys could hit him too. Like there's no difference. <laughs> I, I I mean, if, if you, if you think you're going to get blown away, one, two, three, like there's no reason to even play the game. You know what I mean? So absolutely. I think, I think the mindset is a big thing in baseball for sure. No, absolutely. But I guess since you just made a perfect transition, obviously we talk a lot of Georgetown baseball at practice and we're, heavy into the game and focused on everything from the numbers to pitching like that. We do also talk some baseball and we found out at practice that we have a common bond over the New York Mets. So would love to get your thoughts on what the hell is happening this off season with the Mets. How are we looking in 2024 and what's your outlook on the team? Well, that, that's another reason I'm in sports industry management, so I could be the GM of the Mets one day and hopefully, <laughs> ho- hopefully ruin my misery of the past 20 <laughs> years of my life. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think we'll be it, our division is just so tough with the Braves, the Phillies. 
Uh, who, else, who else we got in there? Marlins. Marlins. I mean, you know, they're they're, they're not. <laughs> no, you know, they surprised a lot of people though last year. Uh, the nat the Nationals too. Um, but I think I really think if we had one more bat with our already roster, I think we have a good shot to sneak into a wild card. And you know, all those wild card teams make runs. The past couple <laughs> of years, the wild card teams make runs, which. Uh, I see her in guys like Jorge Soler. I saw, I was listening to, uh, I think, a Mets podcast the other day. Jorge Soler, they were thinking about trying to pick up. And I think, do you get like a guy behind Alonzo? And I'm a little biased here because I know Mark Vientos, I think he could have a great year. <laughs> I think he's going to have a great year. He's been working with Lindor a lot this offseason. But uh, I think we had one more bat to that lineup with our, our roster. I think we'll have a good shot to make the run. You that's mentioned also, him, so. that's also the biased Mets fan. Yeah. I've, been, I've been saying that for the past 22 years of my life. <laughs> but I'll put you on the spot because I ask every single Mets person, uh-uh. Alonzo, what do you want? Do you want him? Obviously, you'd probably want him to get extended versus what do you think is going to happen with Alonzo? I want him to get extended for sure. I love Pete Alonzo. I think, I think he's a great player. I think you can't replace like 40 plus homers every year. That's the way I like. You can't replace those, but I do not think they will extend him. Sadly, which is which hurts my heart. I have to find a new Mets jersey then if they don't extend him. So. <laughs> Simple. We replace it with the Juan Soto Mets jersey in a year. Oy, I don't know about that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I also know another guy. Another guy from my hometown is on the Mets now. Max Cranick. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the guy. He's the pitcher for the Pirates. Who. Uh, his first, his MLB outing, he threw a perfect game through six, I want to say, and it got cut short because the rain delay. And I was like, "Oh, Max, that was <laughs> that was one of the best. That was one of the best. Uh, that could have been the best debut ever." But that would have been electric. I mean, he, he was perfect through six against the Cardinals in St. Louis, which is pretty pretty remarkable as an MLB debut facing Goldschmidt, Arenado, all those guys. Oh, I love it. Well, another big question we always ask since you just mentioned the names like Arenado and Goldschmidt. Who's the toughest pitcher you've ever faced? Who's and do you remember what you did? See, it's not the speed. It's like the crafty, like, sidearm guy. Mm-hmm. I uh, So this summer, I'd say, I faced this kid in the cave. He, I think he was like the Cape Pitcher of the Year the year before. He's from Mississippi State. I don't know his name. But uh, he's like, he's like nine, he's like 95 from up here and like from the top and then like high eighties from like down below. And this dude, like every, like he messed with me in the box. And I was lucky enough to get a little dribbler single off him. I was like, let's go. <laughs> I was like, let's go. But I would say he was the toughest just from like different viewpoints and like mix of speed. Cause he has probably, I think he had like four pitches too on the sky and he like four pitches from like both angles. I was like, yikes, this is going to be tough. Did you face in the cage their, their switch pitcher, Mississippi State switch pitcher? No, I did not. I, he <laughs> was he was on. I I'm pretty sure he was on that team though. We did fit. I was like, if this kid, I, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt me because I'm not a switch hitter, but yeah. so, but that would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, a perfect game through six and two thirds against my high school team. <laughs> does he? 
Was this true last year? Did he start one game from the right and then the next game? No, that was just like a meme. Oh, no. That was a meme. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was going to say, I was either, I was, that's pretty taxing on the body. It'd <laughs> be so hard if he did, though. Imagine he went like six shutty from the right and then went like seven shutty from the left in a weekend. <laughs> That'd be the show I have pictures. Oh, I love it. Well, we do have, because we don't want to hold you up too night here, too late here on a school night. We have three fun rapid fire questions that we throw at guys to wrap things up if you're game for them. Let's go. All right. The first one, and this is important because Nico, this is actually a Georgetown baseball player, which means we're going to hear it. We're going to hear it a lot this year. Most important. What is going to be your walk-up song at Capital One this year? My walk-up song is going to be Lay Low by Tiesto. Shout out Trey Turner for that. Oh, that's like a fire walk-up song. If, I don't know if you ever heard of that song. but When when they played in Citizen... I know I'm a Mets fan, but when I go to Citizens Bank Park, being from Philly, I mean, it's a banger. So, Lay Low I, by Tiesto. I love it. The Hoyas have good walk-up songs, Nico. You have to come to some games. I don't know if you it guys is, have started live, sharing. Bro. I'm going to try I'm gonna try the whole season. I'm going to be like, yo, put a Latin song in there. I better see... You know what? Yeah. That that's how it was at Barry. All all the Latin songs. It, I absolutely. So, that's why I do so I do so good in BP down at Barry because it was just Latin after Latin after Latin. Exactly. I went <laughs> um my so I went to a Christian school and we we would go and we weren't allowed to have songs that cursed or like insinuated anything. And our the person who vetted it was like did not know Spanish, <laughs> which is like surprising because they're from Miami. So the whole team is just littered with spanish songs because they really like yeah this is fine and then you see like parents of the away team like listening to him being like what the hell is going on <laughs> you got that bad bunny playing so. dude don't even get me started dylan's dylan's heard my walk-up song <laughs> i'm trying to think the only guys... it's by i don't know oh you probably know the artist it's by el alfa it's named it's tarzan it's tarzan. crazy it's just a <laughs> ratchet it's like my an amazing just like straight dr song i love it love it love it yeah trying Second, to think the only yeah. guys on our team i think thick is the only one that had a latin song last what do you have a latin song yeah it was a that's semi a surpri- that's yeah. a surprising for, that's a surprising one for me that thick would have that uh-huh. i think it's two years in a row so it might have been the song he was assigned as a freshman and has stuck with it but... i remember uh beginning of the, or i remember i was taking marco home from practice one day he's like yeah you went to school in miami let me let me uh let me hear some of your uh Spanish songs from Miami. I was playing them some songs. He's like, dude, I need to make this my walk. <laughs> I, th- I think Marco might be making the dude. Every Spanish song could be a walk up song. <laughs> literally, literally, really good. I was thinking about doing my first year. I was thinking about doing Twenty Five Eight by Bad Bunny. You know that song? Oh my god! But, yeah, yeah. I I couldn't though. I couldn't. They were like, uh, yeah. They'd be like, this dude does not speak a lick of Spanish, <laughs> dude. <laughs> It's crazy. I the love, I love is, it. The funny thing is, when I was in Miami, people like start speaking Spanish to me because I'm Italian. I have like, you know, I, I, <laughs> I guess if I, I guess if I was in Miami, I saw I could sort of look, uh, <laughs> but they they start speaking Spanish. I was like, I speak maybe four words in Spanish. And they're like, ah. <laughs> the best thing that got me better at Spanish. If you ever want the tip for when you're back in Miami, go to gas stations and talk with the cash register if you want something. And because like if you're like talking with them, because like it's sink or swim, because they're not they're not gonna be like it's not gonna be like a waiter where it's like they'll talk to you in Spanish and be like oh English, so let's switch to English. No, like if you're going and they they're asking for a bag, when I want to sell, if you don't know how to speak Spanish, you're done. You're not doing anything. 
<laughs> the, only, the only thing I know, to, the, only, the only two things I know how to say are, uh, give me an empanada and uh, give me some croquetas. <laughs> Those are, to be honest, that's all you got to know. Yeah. But uh, second question we got for you, and this, again, I'll, I usually do the lockup one, but I wanted to ask you this. Summer, back in Miami, where are we going? Where are we going at night? Where are we going at night? <laughs> There's a lot of places for you to choose. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I can say this on air, so I'll give like the uh, I'll give I'll give the PG version. I I would have said hmm, my one of my favorite spots is Komodo. Komodo. Okay, Komodo. I used to I used to love the wharf, but they closed down. Yeah, bro, they closed the wharf. I know. <laughs> so, you got to hit the Lottie Wharf now, though. So yeah. the Lottie Wharf is pretty good, but it's just deep. But. Yeah. Uh, the, the place I would like to go to, you probably can't say that over line. So we'll, we'll go. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then the third question. You know have... exactly which place I'm talking about. Too. Yeah. I went for my birthday. I have, I have the hat. I have the hat and everything that I wear around. So <laughs> don't worry. Just in case T listens to this, we will leave it unnamed on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, leave it unnamed. we'll leave it unnamed coach T. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, and then the third question we have for you, we usually let our guests as a little thank you for hopping on the pod with us, get to determine the future of the show. And if you'd like to nominate slash shout out someone that you think should come on the show next. Should I give it, should I give a Miami guy or a Georgetown guy? You can go one of each if you want. One of each. Hmm. One for Dylan and one for me. (laughs) (laughs) See what guys are. Hmm. We'll go, we'll, go George, we'll go we'll go with the Georgetown guy first. We'll go with uh This hmm. is always the toughest question towards the end. Who would you I'm trying to think? <laughs> I think I think Everett Catlett. He he's got some humor in him. He's a good talker. I think I think he would be a good one on the pod. I think he'd be a good one. Georgetown guy. Uh let's see. I think a cool one would be uh Armando Alvarez, because Coach T actually coached him at EKU. Or Sal Stewart, since we talked to him a lot already. So I love him, guys. And then Ever Ever Catlett, I'd say, or yeah, Ever Catlett for uh, Georgetown guy. I love it. Three great suggestions there, but this has been a blast so far. We've finally broken the barrier on Georgetown guys coming on side retired. Hopefully, many more in the future. Nico, unless you got anything else to throw in, good to go. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate oh, good. it. Absolutely. So for Dylan, Nico, and Joe, until the next time, the side is retired.